Mbappe stays put, Barcelona crack the code and the dream begins. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday the 1st of September. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Vidushan Hantaraja. And I'm Luke Moore. Yes, the biggest transfer window of all time has now been completed with the news that Santiago Munoz has indeed moved to Newcastle. The dream. The absolute dream. <laughs> the top story just they pick sometimes they don't pick themselves, do they, Luke? But no. today yeah. it really felt like it pe- picked itself. Why why do they continue to do this, Newcastle United? <laughs> <laughs> just stay away. Just just don't do the thing that people are gonna ridicule you for. <laughs> Steve Bruce has also got so many kind of photo, memeable photos and video contributions to the internet generally, Mm. that it can now be, any one of them can be applied to anyone in a different situation, which kind of exacerbates it as well. I like the idea that, because, you know, there's a story about him doing the transfers and that, oh, there's the thing from the film, Rags to Riches story, you know, (laughs) fighting against, um, you know, the powers that be and and still triumphing and he ends up signing (laughs) (laughs) R2-D2. I thought you were going to say he watched goal and thought that was a, that was the coverage of last year's transfer window. I thought, yeah. has he slipped through the net, that kid? Let's get him back. I like this documentary. Really, really enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Why, why is it so mockable that Steve Bruce is doing his transfers as well? He's a, he's a you know, he pitches in. It's like it's good when the boss makes a tea. Yes, Luke. that's true. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm not neither the boss nor the best teammate. So you see, because a lot of people use this tactic for tea, are you saying he's done this transfer window so badly that he'll never be asked to do it again? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh... Yeah. That maybe. Well, Real Madrid certainly have done that. Yeah. Haven't they? Well, I don't think they make... They don't even They don't even have to learn how to make tea, so maybe that's why they've been, been busy with other stuff, yeah. uh, including just offering specious amounts of money for, uh, for Kylian Mbappe. We had a debate about this we over did. WhatsApp. Yeah. It wasn't really a debate, you just were eating ice cream. I don't I don't consider that to be you standing up and being counted in, you know, <laughs> in the field of intellectual rigour. But <laughs> So I was just looking up specious. Yeah. Carry, carry on. <laughs> yeah, we were in the marketplace of ideas, but I was at the ice cream store. Yeah. <laughs> what flavour? Uh it was cookie dough, yeah. Oh. Hagen-Dazs cookie dough as well. Oh, okay. A special night. I've got no not time ben, for it. Not Ben and Jerry's? I thought no. that's the only cookie oh, yeah, dough worth can, I think it's worth... I've got no know. time for the new kids on the block. The new you, kids you, being... Your cookie doughs. Even uh, vanilla through and through? No. Raspberry ripple? No, yeah, I don't mind that. Mate, it's I was a proper, eating co- honest, old-fashioned flavour. I was eating <laughs> cookie dough before you were born. People were eating cookie dough before you were born, no? Uh, you weren't eating anything before I was born, no, were you? That wouldn't make true. any sense. Anyway, the point is... Doesn't eat anything now. <laughs> <laughs> Kylian Mbappe was... The figure in the end was, what, 220 million euros. And this idea is that they're Real Madrid are making a play for Kylian Mbappe and they're saying, mm. you know, next transfer window, we value so highly, Kylian. Look at all this money that we've offered for you. As much money as Neymar. But the fact is they were never going to pay it and no one was answering their calls. So basically it's like some kind of... Brothers Grimm fairy tale, <laughs> the, and, and the moral of the story is going to be they'll get him for free next year because you you two take football a lot more seriously than me. So you and you have to for your job, Kate. You have to for your job as well. Um, what help me to understand how <laughs> this is happening? So Real Madrid apparently willing to pay more than two hundred twenty million euros on transfer deadline day for Kylian Mbappe, a player they could get for free for next year, or even could agree, a, they could probably agree a contract with him in January, yeah, presumably, yeah. and PSG didn't even respond to their offer. What's yeah. the point of all this, other than just some kind of elongated theatre for the masses? You know what I'm doing. You know what What's the that? gesture means. What's that? 
it's a penis on the table. What? You, why are you using it like a gavel? Yeah, she was doing a gavel. I know, They're yeah. popping their cocks on the table, that's the idea. Oh, so you mean, but that wasn't that. Yeah, never say that and do that action again. No, no. Christ. <laughs> That. Anyway, Rich, answer, answer, answer my question if you don't mind, because I'm pretty sure our listeners will want to know the same. And if you don't get this right, it's big trouble. <laughs> the way I saw it was, um, you know, as Mason said, her and I were debating it yesterday, and I, I didn't say that I, I didn't, I don't feel like this is the case, but it is the only reasonable thing that I thought that they were putting a value on him when they wouldn't have to place a value on him in the summer, and they were basically showing we value the value X amount of money. Um, I don't really believe that. And I, I, you see, I think this transfer window, we've seen that money isn't real anymore. Mm. Mm. Um, and it felt a little bit, little bit like the way I would use my card at 3am, just whatever, just like it costs this much for a chicken burger and chips. That's, that's the way yeah. I see it. It was almost like they didn't have to factor in how they would have to switch around their assets to obtain him. If PSG called their bluff and went, Oh, yeah, yeah, fine. Go on then. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. also, is it does it even count to just sort of shout numbers into the wind? Like, if not, if you're not if you're not speaking to someone on the phone, is that really an, like? But but, that I, but I but I, th- I think it. I mean, I don't think it does. It might do because we've seen how players, you know, instigate these moves themselves. They put some feelers out. They stop trading. They certainly don't score a brace on the weekend <laughs> as Mbappe did, and they make a I suppose a show of being unhappy where they are because they know they want to be happier elsewhere. And Mbappe has talked in the past about how Real Madrid is a club that, I'm not going to say close to his heart, close to where he sees himself in the wider scheme of football. I do wonder though, since he made those comments, I think he was at Monaco at the time, PSG coming in has completely changed the landscape. And by the fact that they cannot answer a call, when someone is even lying about sending them, every now and again I get an email from a dethroned Nigerian prince. I think, you know what? What if this is the what if this is the real one? One of them might be real. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but the fact that I they can't can... believe we both know a dethroned Nigerian prince. Yeah, I know it's mad, isn't probably, it? it? Might be the same. Probably the same, probably the same one. Yeah. Split the money. Yeah. But we could, But yeah, the fact that they can ignore that call says a hell of a lot about the football ecosystem. Well, that's right the now. other thing, isn't it? Do you know what it looks like to me from the outside looking in? It looks like if you if you think about it, you, you could almost see Kylian Mbappe. I don't think it's too high minded to say you could see Kylian Mbappe as almost a torchbearer f- between eras in football right and what I mean by that it's is great show, yeah. Real Madrid are this old storied illustrious club the most successful club in European football history you know go back decades and decades and PSG are the new kids on the block the nouveau riche the people who are coming along trying to stamp their authority down the game in a load of <clears throat> kind of increasingly distasteful ways right I think what the reason PSG if they didn't respond at all and didn't even entertain any kind of money is because they're saying you can do everything you want, Real Madrid, to try and stamp your authority on football as a sport in 2021. Uh, yeah. But actually, we're here now. Yeah. And what this signifies mm. of us being essentially belittled by you for whatever amount of money, because no football fan you know, really cares about the money, as we've seen. No matter how we behave, if we accept that offer, and no matter how much we try and spin it about the money we're getting, one, money doesn't matter to us. And two, this is about more than that. It signifies more than that. So if Kylian Mbappe does want to go to Real Madrid and he refused to sign a new contract, we can't make him do that. But it's going to be on our terms, not on yours. Mm. And the reason it's going to be on our terms is because we're here now. and We're the future of this sport, no matter how distasteful it is. And you are the past and you have to accept that. If we accept your offer, we accept that you are still the future of football and we think we are. Sorry, I also think that by letting him go for free, it opens him up to so many other clubs. You know, Real Madrid were probably hoping that 
if if there if this was a genuine offer, then they would be the only per, the only team with access to have this chat with Mbappe, whether it went anywhere or not. Whereas in the, in the summer, there are going to be so many more sharks feeding in that. Yeah, we, okay. we we know that other clubs have, have have shown an interest, and he's shown an interest in other clubs. You know, I remember him quite co- coquettishly speaking in English in an interview after a Champions League game a week after he'd been linked to Liverpool, and speaking in this charming English way, and, and Andy talking about it at the time, saying, you know, look, he's doing this on purpose because he knows yeah. he wants people to see that he can speak great English, and he knows that he'd be at home in England, and the Premier League is an exciting destination, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there's all sorts of games going on. It's also wondering about that figure as well if is it, if we consider it to be just like demonstrative is there do you think there's some significance to the fact that that was the number that was paid for Neymar is it a little is it a little gag right I didn't notice that I, I don't I didn't actually know off the top of my head the number that yeah. Neymar went that's or, it wow interesting yeah do you I, think they do you think they also did that just totally totally unaware of yeah. the fact that <laughs> You know that maybe the the PSG would think, oh, that would fill the hole. <laughs> Whereas the PSG are a bit like, oh, we don't ho- have a hole. What hole? Yeah, what no. the hole is for the oil. Yeah, it's, it's got P- oil coming P- out. P- of it. P- what are you on about? PSG, when it comes to the amounts of money being spent, are probably very much like we have to account for this because people tell us we have to. <laughs> yes. Like, there's yeah. some kind of like legal reason for doing this, but we don't want to do it. Much like yourself. In a in a chicken cottage late at night, as you were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't care, do you? You probably don't. Quiz worth a chicken? No you biggie. D- you don't want to look at the receipts the next morning, do you? No, I, well, exactly that. Don't get a receipt. No, what are exactly. getting a receipt? Yeah. No one gets it. Don't get a receipt. No. It's annoying how it the... tells you on the phone. Yeah, I, I get like, Nat West that. alerts now. I haven't turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> alerts. You have yeah. spent and eighty pounds on chicken. On which show, I think Barcelona probably need a few of those based on what the heck, what the fuck is this Antoine Griezmann thing? Like, So last night they offloaded him to Atletico Madrid for 40 million euros. That is two years, fact fans, after paying 120 million euros to sign him, which they funded by taking out a short-term 35 million pound, uh, euro bank loan, mortgaging 85 million euros worth of future income. It's a complex sentence to say, but what it basically <laughs> means is they've, done something a bit stupid so this isn't a transfer signing this is a repossession is what we're saying (laughs) oh people if you don't keep up repayments yeah they're like well come on (laughs) we'll take him back then sorry are you there are you his agent agent bailiff (laughs) (laughs) lots of different names for us play a bit of baseball do you do I I legally have to let you in my house (laughs) quick close the curtains turn the telly off Um, also you mean it's probably worth saying that Barcelona look very likely if not certain to start the well to continue the season if you like I suppose um, with Martin Braithwaite Luke de Jong and Memphis Depay yeah I mean uh, you don't have to be the biggest Barcelona fan in the world to, to feel that's a little bit depressing yeah. six months in a Newcastle uh, yeah. de Jong uh, no goals mm. yeah I know yeah 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 and, it's and a people, hard place to score though and people yeah well and people will follow up, expect me to follow up by saying with all due respect to those players I'm not going to do that no don't I, 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 we're talking about Barcelona here you know, yeah. they're very, very, in my opinion, all three of them are very lucky to be there. I mean, the circumstances around Martin Braithwaite being at Barcelona are, for my money, absolutely ridiculous anyway. Yeah. Uh, he finds himself very fortunate to have been given the sanction to go there in the first place. But it does show you, I mean, we, we mentioned, I think, we either mentioned on the Patreon stream last night or we mentioned on the show yesterday, I can't remember which, that, um, you know, play, big name players at Barcelona are having to take pay cuts anyway to, to be able to get other players that are coming for free to even sign. And this is in the middle of the fact that they what they really need is a rebuild Barcelona. So yeah, yeah you're right. And that, it's hard to feel sorry for them. But mm. the, these football clubs, you know, look at a um, place like AC Milan, like 
people can fall into into disrepair. People Massively. can go from being European Massively. champions year after year to having the forward line, the aforementioned forward yeah. line. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like. And, and also, Griezmann, it was a beautiful story playing with Messi. That's sad. You also you also feel, I think, to put it in perspective, if you ha- if you were a pro- I mean, so you know, I mean, you didn't even have to say Man United or Spurs. If, if you were. I don't know, a, a team that's expected to finish in the mid to lower part of the Premier League this season, and that was your front three, you wouldn't be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, they, they've all literally played that role, haven't they, apart from Depay? Depay's a good player, yeah, but Depay's he's very good player. always, you know, yeah. he, he's not someone you, I don't think you look at Depay, and I can say this because Andy's not here, um, <laughs> you don't look at Depay and go, that's that's my reliability right there, that's my 40 games a season, man, he's going to do do a lot for me, because you, you don't quite know what you're going to get, and then Braithwaite and Luke de Jong aren't top level, they're just not. No, they're, they're not, yeah. We're going to talk a lot more about this on an upcoming book club. Ooh. Very nice, exciting. Yeah, really looking forward to it, um, but it does look as though things are a tiny bit chaotic in Spain people are benefiting from it Chelsea yeah they got Sol on loan for the rest of the season after he was linked for ages with Manchester United uh, they missed out on Jules Koundé but seems as though Chelsea well seems as though the London clubs in the main have had a good window Vish they're doing stuff aren't they yeah yeah um, which is what the fans want just yeah, do some fucking do stuff yeah, yeah, no one cares well, but you know wasn't it hilarious that like barely six months ago we were having that ESL demonstration <laughs> and the remedy to all that was like just spend some money lads yeah. Yeah. Do, do it but do it with us <laughs> yeah. Yeah. don't leave yeah. stay but yeah. throw money that way yeah. yeah I mean it's an incredible bit of business it, it, reminiscent of how they got Kovacic but you know, they actually want Saul. Kovacic felt like a bit of an afterthought, didn't it? And they, you know, they've locked out because he's, a, you know, he he showed himself to, well, he continued to be an excellent player. Whereas, yeah, Saul, I mean, he's exactly the kind of player he could do with Manchester United in that midfield. Well, that's what I was going to say because he was linked with Man United. He's actually been linked with Liverpool and obviously Chelsea as well. So clearly he's a player that's been on the radar of Premier League clubs for a long while. But as a Man United fan, which someone who knows Man United better than the rest of us, I mean, what kind of player are Chelsea getting here? And also, um, is it kind of you? Is it kind of tinged with regret that United didn't get him because they went they, they were distracted by the sideshow that is Cristiano Ronaldo? Or was that too simplistic? Do you think? I don't know actually because I found it interesting that it's Manchester clearly United, available is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but Manchester United weren't ever linked with him in this particular no, window. It was probably last summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I suppose you know they're getting quite a bitey player. You, you're you're basically getting someone who has been ingrained with the soul of Diego Simeone. I, think he's out- <laughs> I just think he's outstanding. Yeah, he's he just is, good at everything. Yeah. But, well, I mean, that, that's spot on. Like, I remember there was um, there was a player Manchester United were linked with a while ago um, at Bilbao called uh, Athletic Club Athletic. I've, I've got Brassel in my head there, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he looms up at the yeah. most inopportune moments, doesn't he? Sporting Club de Portugal. <laughs> do, do the full name or don't make the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a guy called Oscar DeMarcus basically who, who was this kind of all-action player who could play a bit of everywhere in, in the centre of mid, in midfield and I remember thinking well, do you know I could really do with a player like that mm. and Sorny guys reminds me of as Fred ro- ran past the bucket of water <laughs> trying to chuck it on a fire Leaf, he doesn't need to be picked on here too it's like gasoline Fred. Fred it's gasoline I know it's clear um, <laughs> but he's got like he's got a bit of all that he scored a, was it against Liverpool he scored a brilliant solo goal um, you know in one of the Champions League legs um, maybe it wasn't Liverpool but yeah he's, he's got a brilliant goal but so he's clearly got the ability to play for feet he can run with the ball progressable forward and he's just got that big bastard quality yeah. that's what I mean I, I feel like you're absolutely right about the Simeone point he gets he can stick his foot in and he and he, he could definitely he looks like the kind of profile of, of personality that will flourish in the Premier League but I also feel like he 
good at arriving late in the box as well. Like, and he's good at contributing going forward. He can kind of do a bit. That's what I said. He can kind of do a bit of everything. And I think if you're Chelsea, and you're looking. You're already European champions, but you're looking to strengthen and you're looking to to build from a position of strength. I think Sal Sal's an ideal player to sign. I just think he he can perform at a number of different roles, and he's just he, he's clearly top level, and he has been for some time. So it's a, it's a great signing for them. Great bit of business. It's kind of rare that. Because he wasn't really linked with Chelsea until very, very, very recently. And, and it's kind of weird that they just got their own way and didn't get any kind of competition to get him. Yeah. They're quite, they've been really crafty, Chelsea, like in, in a good way. Although, yeah. on, I mean, fan power still is very strong because on the subject of the Kune transfer that didn't happen, Sevilla's account briefly lost its verification on Twitter yesterday as Chelsea fans reported it en masse in protest. Fan power. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> Of people taking to the streets. I quite rate that. I quite rate that. So do I. Yeah. (laughs) I really like it a lot. Arsenal signed this Bologna defender, quote unquote defender. Yeah. That was weird. (laughs) Takiro Tomiyasu for £16 million at the 11th hour. Is it right that Arsenal have spent the most money this window in the Premier League? Yeah, I think so. It would be, yeah, because I think think Man United briefly went above them with Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, and obviously Romelu Lukaku for Chelsea. No, but Chelsea went in. I don't think Chelsea... I don't think Chelsea are are, are, are the leading spender. I think it was Arsenal, and it was briefly Man United, and now it's Arsenal again, I believe. But I haven't checked again this morning. Um, I haven't checked what our good friends over at um, Sky Sports are reporting on the... uh, What'd they call it? The total... Let's do it with the totaliser. I think it's 5G, from 5G. The coverage I saw yesterday. <laughs> but there was a really weird thing last night where one of the Sky Sports reporters was like, oh, I've just spoken to the agent of Takahiro Tomiyasu. And he says he's not really a right-back or a centre-back and I'm not really sure he's going to get on. And I was thinking, what kind of agent is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's saying that now. You know, you're supposed to be bigging him up. They're actually, we got him from Europe. Yeah, but the European pro tour, he's a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> if I was his agent, I'd be saying he can play anywhere. Yeah. He can play anywhere. What, what, is that a new thing now? Like people reading off their phones? Has that been... I don't think it's that new. Okay. I think it shows that you're like, you're, it's, you're demonstrating that you've got contacts. You're in the you're know. You're in the know. People are calling What's you up. What's happening, mate? Oh, so, Jim, okay, so Jim like, White always used to do it in the breaks. Really? Like, or, yeah. or even, oh, there he'd be like, I'm hanging up just yeah. as we like come out of the bumper. Yeah. Oh, does but he we do all know really that he was just... Oh, I like he, it. He was just I finishing, like Jim finishing White. a snack, wasn't he? You like Jim White. We all like He's Jim White. He's always been very good the to The time me. sponsored by Actress. <laughs> <laughs> No, if you watch seriously, I mean, he's not on Sky Sports anymore. But if you watched closely, you could always see Jim White finishing a snack as the as the camera was coming back in. <laughs> he would always be like doing this with his teeth. I think that's because he was just finishing his call. He was like, ah, "Job done, boom." Sending, right. sending a little text just on air be yeah. home later I mean it was yeah. quite stark <laughs> given that three weeks ago um, a BBC News reporter was fielding a call from the spokesperson of the Taliban <laughs> on air and then seeing that yesterday I was a bit like yeah. Yeah, put it away just yeah did Could it I... make you reflect on your own personal professional choice okay, I mean, do, you, do, you want, do you want to rest it back because Jim Vish is now talking about the Taliban <laughs> <laughs> so I mean <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about the bloody Taliban, but you can cut it from the running order. I was planning on using this as a way to stick the boot into Arsenal again. So, do you, does anyone oh, yeah, mind? Yeah, yeah, no, do it. The reality Bin Laden, is... big Arsenal fan, famously, <laughs> of course. Fair, yeah. fair. The, the reality is that a player like Tommy Asu, if he was top, top, top level, to use Jamie Redknapp's phrase, wouldn't be signed for Arsenal at this point. Because you have to have rocks in your head to look at what's happening at Arsenal and go, I want to go there. Right? There's two reasons they're going to sign. One is because they can offer him a load of money, and two because no one else wants him. Uh, that I mean, it's, it's a fact. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't think I pleasure. It. I, I take, take no offense. I I'll, take a, no offense. You say what you want. I take a little bit of pleasure in it. But that's is that how you see it, Vish? Is that your read? Well, so, someone made a similar point a couple of days ago that they were slight. I think it was an Arsenal fan. He was slightly worried by the fact that all the players who had signed 
there was no competition to sign them. Oh God! And often, you know, like that, that's sometimes other interest doesn't become public because the the deal is done early enough that it, it you know doesn't really benefit anyone. Yeah, so we yeah. don't know if other people were or were not interested in them. I saw the Tomiyasu signing as you know, just speaking to people who know about him. I, I genuinely didn't know anything about him until his name was was yeah. doing the rounds the last couple of weeks. And his agent texted you as well. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, he did. Actually, I got my, actually I my phone's outside. <laughs> Should have come through. Very professional. Yeah. Uh, that's how you do it. <laughs> but the um, I didn't know. I didn't really know anything about um, Tomiyasu until he started being talked about over the last few weeks. But you know, speaking to people who had covered him at Bologna and were like interested in how he was. I suppose where he was going to go, they do say that Arsenal are getting like quite an exciting young player and probably buying him at the right time because I think he's also at the age of, you know, being 22 where people aren't really sure whether to make the move for him or not, maybe to give him another year or two in Serie A to see how he develops and Arsenal are just going to pull in the cord early. Yeah. yeah, and of course going to London, all the stuff that point. comes with That's it, you know, the big the big transition and the change in where you're living. Um, last one on Arsenal probably before we go to the break. Old Hector Bellerin finally got his move away. That's sad. The isn't Premier it? League is poorer for it, surely, in both aesthetic and, you know, emotion. Yeah. And, and the environment. I suppose he's still in the world, isn't he? So he can still have an impact. That's true. Actually, I but, might start following Real better. But my fear is we're not going to hear it's him. It's alone, speak. by the he, way. Right. So he could, you know, he could come, he come back. back. Keep an eye on it, see what happens. Um, he, he, we're not going to hear him speak in English much anymore, which is a sad thing because he's got one of the best English accents <laughs> in world football. Do you think we're going to hear Ainsley Maitland Niles speaking English much soon? Oh, poor old Ainsley. Probably, probably muffled from the cupboard. He's had a terrible week. First of all, he has to take to Instagram to say he wants to go. Secondly, he gets put below Pete's nipples in the running order on the round yesterday. And thirdly, he ends up, well, he's woke up this morning and still at Arsenal. So it's a triple whammy. The thing we should say about Bellerin, it's quite cool that his dad is a Betis fan. It was one of the first shirts he got when he was oh, living nice. in Spain, so it's pretty cool. Good on him. I wish him all the best. He seems like a good lad. Okay, that is charming. And the air is clear at Arsenal. That's the main thing. Yeah. No matter what they say, Luke Moore, the air is clear. Let's go to a break. De Bruyne. The hair, the Arby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a tough job. It's a tough job. It You're out of order laughing there. It's one of those things that looks so much better written down, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome yeah. back to the football ramble. Great to have you with us on the morning after deadline day or the afternoon after deadline day or whenever the fuck you want to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for some of these. He's done very poorly out of that. I know, yeah. <laughs> is it the? Is that what it is? Kate yeah. Mason hot takes. I'm kind of sore, which is fair enough. <laughs> That's actually quite kid. What are you, Vish? I don't him. know. Does Do you remember you? I don't think I'm. I don't know if I you think get, I'm banded in with you're three other people. You're my favourite. It's fine. But there's also another emoji where you get 
It's all about all you, it. basically. Is it? Where's that one? Oh, you got, we don't play it when <laughs> you're on, yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to have been deleted off the iPad. We're, actually, already, we're wor- already worried about your temperament. I think I've got it on my phone, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right, Darius has been in touch. Of course, it is Wednesday uh, today, so we, we tend to do a little bit of an agony aunt slash uncle section answering the problems that our listeners email us in with. So, Darius, you're up today. Mm. Um, this is a follow-up to an email we had last week about removing a banana tree. Um, I was on that show as well, actually, so I'm probably the only banana tree, or at least I've got experience in banana trees on the <laughs> yeah, show in, cool. in, in the studio today. Darius says, when I was eight years old, we had a very odd neighbour living next door. One day, while my dad and I were on our way to the park, this neighbour called us out to come and have a look at his banana oh tree. Oh, my God. Not a euphemism, an actual banana tree, although God knows where he got it. It was planted in his front yard. My dad did what any normal (laughs) father would do when faced with the same scenario and simply replied, it looks great, in an attempt to get away as quickly as possible. The following morning, our family woke up to find this very banana tree planted in our own backyard. Yes, our neighbour decided he would move the tree in the middle of the night, breaking through our locked side gate in the process and simply picked out a spot in our back garden that he thought suited the tree best. Because this sort of thing doesn't happen very often, my dad decided to raise (laughs) it with the neighbour. The eight-year-old me could hear his voice over the fence saying, well, you told me how much you liked it yesterday. I thought you wanted it. Fortunately for my dad, the tree died almost immediately, as I don't think it liked being uprooted and replanted at least twice in a day. Oh, my Um, God. So maybe we could pair Darius up with our listener from last week, and put these two things together and say, simply go in there and remove the banana tree yourself. That appears to be what you do with banana trees. Yeah. What would he done if he was to, oh, I've met your wife the other day. She's really nice. <laughs> what, planted her in the garden? You <laughs> yeah. can't do that. That yeah. is really weird behaviour. Mm. It doesn't, I like, it's, I like the way he says, because this sort of thing doesn't happen all too often. No, no. <laughs> Darius, do you want to write us in another one it's about similar things that have happened to you? There was, there was a, there was a big, row in my street growing up because my next door neighbour on one side had walked past my next door neighbour's house on the other side and pulled the rose heads off his rose bush. (gasps) Now the reason he did it is because he was a really keen gardener and he said that they're dying if you pull the heads off Deadheading. Yeah, you'll deadhead them. You'll get better ones through. Uh, but this other guy wasn't having it. And he was like, you don't fucking come in here you touch my fucking roses. It's none of your business. If I want shit ones, I'll have shit ones. (gasps) Nothing to do with you. Which I kind of agree with. But anyway, so I'm just saying this kind it's of thing. It's trying to be helpful, though. It might happen more I've often. I've taken off think. your wing mirrors. Better one than grow <laughs> yeah, back, yeah, don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> I've been waiting a year. There's still no one there. Yeah. This is heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I have an email from Ben. I'm going to uni, which brings me to the obvious question for a group of, quote, unquote, journalists <laughs> who ben. chat about football. What do I need to know for uni? I'm going somewhere in London and I'm a bit trepidatious. Would it be... I'm a bit offended by the inverted commas thing. So does he want to do what yeah. we do? Or does he want to know what it's like to go to, to uni, uni in London? I don't I, think trepidation is a word, just as a first starting point. Well, I, which so I stop, stop saying that for a start. Yeah, yeah, which I wouldn't have said if he hadn't quite unquoted us journalists. Don't use big words that don't exist to show off. Yeah. Would be point number one. Big. I mean, yeah. I don't know if trepidation does exist as a word. I'm not getting involved. Um, apparently it is a word according to our producers so it is know. a word you dickheads yeah there you go <laughs> you, well listen I was going to say Kate's probably the best to advise you Ben because she went to Cambridge but I, d- I don't know if that's a clearly, very clear I don't, didn't fucking learn anything by I the sound of it I was going to say let's edit the email and let's put the uh, quote unquote in bold there <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, d- I don't feel as though Cambridge is necessarily the best preparation for going to university mm. if you know what I mean Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good what, what What was the one thing you learned from uni that um, you would like to pass on to the younger generation? 
I don't know, because I, I enjoyed everything outside of my course, because my course <laughs> has no relevance to me right now. And I don't mean that in a laddie-laddie way. I mean that in a sense of, like, I should have chosen a bit better. Yeah, um, it, it, what were you, like an engineer or something? It, it, chemical it? engineering. Yeah, yeah chemical yeah. engineering, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, There'd be more chemistry in the studio you as a result. so but... much as a chemical engineer. What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, exactly, yeah. That's why I'm here. <laughs> what, what did I just you say? You hate money. <laughs> <laughs> You make it sound like it was a choice that I made. Yeah. Um, Turns out some of those chemical engineers were really good. <laughs> that, that stuff's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, treat it like prison a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of people are trying to reinvent themselves when they go to uni. They Fresh, do. Freshers' week is crucial. Yeah, One of the biggest mistakes I made at Freshers' week was that everyone at school called me school called me Vish because my year three teacher said. Oh, I'm going to call you Vish as a nickname. I didn't like it, but weirdly, all my close oh, friends no. started calling me Vitu. Right. So I was like, oh, I much prefer that. So yeah. obviously, going to Freshers Week, I was like, oh, this is it. This is my do over. Yeah. And first thing, like, hi, uh, my name's Vish. I'm like, fucking idiot. Uh, oh, right. And I was like, I can't be the guy at Freshers Week with two nicknames. Yeah. No. Got to be given one do of them. Do you want us to call you Vitu? No, no, because now I prefer it when my actual friends call me Vitu and my, I can keep my acquaintances as fish. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I, 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 I think I might it. go. I respect and the mutter rolls thing. I am absolutely... That's But basically, get it... Get your nickname sorted, even if you want a new nickname, and stick to it. I think it's lame to have a new nickname when you go to university. One of my best friends tried to do that, and every time he introduced himself, because I already knew him before, obviously, yeah. every time he introduced himself to a new person with his new snazzy nickname, I'd be like, that's not his name. Yeah, I, I also... We got on really well for the whole of universe. Okay, I, 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 shockingly, I think you're right. I think the best nicknames come organically from other yeah. people. You yeah. should give them to yourself. Yeah. So don't gonna... worry about it, Ben, basically. Don't stress. Don't... don't... Don't waste your time. Have a yeah, good time. B- look, B-Town, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Get pissed, do shagging. That's the stuff. <laughs> I think we've done more on this than we did on Killing and Bapper. That's how much we value our listeners. That's how much we value yeah. our listeners. So if you've got any questions for us, keep them coming in and we'll get to them every Wednesday and give you the benefit of our really sage advice. Show at footballramble.com. I was going to say questionable wisdom. <laughs> or tweet us at footballramble. Right. Uh, Rondon then. Should we give him his juice? Yeah, He's been why not? snagged by Everton on a free from Dalian Professional. I don't know if I should be pronouncing professional differently, but whatever. He said he couldn't wait to be reunited with Rafa Benitez. What a beautiful love story, Luke. It is. It is one of the great modern football love stories, along with uh, Redknapp and Kranjkaya, uh, Jim <laughs> Smith and... Um, who was Jim Smith? Dion Burton. God, I'm going back there, right into the depths of my memory <laughs> bank there. But Jim Smith and Dion Burton used to go everywhere together. Uh, in a football sense, uh, Redknapp and Kranjkar, as I've said. I like the fact that Salomon Rondon's going to be back in the Premier League because he looks like a Venezuelan Paddy McGuinness. And that oh, is like that. the most important thing. McGuinness also... has had quite a lot of coverage on recent football rambles, hasn't he? Yeah. Let the striker see the goal. Yeah. That's something he says, isn't it? <laughs> because he's genuinely not very popular, that's why, among some members of the ramble. And you'd have to, maybe you have to subscribe to Patreon to find out why. I don't know. <laughs> But um, I also like the fact that Rondon is someone who... Five dollars a month? He clearly likes working with... Well, that's what Paddy McGuinness is worth. Um, if, 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 um, if, if, if Rondon likes working with Benitez that much, good luck to him. He doesn't actually score that many goals. I know he offers you a bit more, but he's, when I've seen him play, it's not been at a club, with due respect to, to, to West Brom, it's not been at a club that have got the ambitions that Everton clearly have. I wonder if this is a bit more of a kind of complicated conversation at Everton saying, and they say, well, why do you want Rondon? 
I mean, look at his profile. Look at his age. Look at. His I what do you think? Record. Benitez is laying the smackdown. He's being like, just, just, I want him. I don't. Yeah. Well, I've said it. So it is, get him. It is massively a Rafa Benitez signing, right? For sure, you'd agree with that. Yeah. I mean, but his last season in Newcastle, he was very good, and he he looked proper, well-rounded player. He was doing all the kind of beefy barging at defenders and running into channels, but also doing the goal stuff, which is quite important. 12 goals in all, in all, in all um, competitions for Newcastle United. And as we say, it's not an easy place to score. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Is that good? I, th- I think he, if you... T- I mean, his last season was his most productive. And I think if... Um, yeah. You know, he's not going to start ahead of Calvert-Lewin. He's not going to... He can't play any other position than through the middle. Mm. And I wonder if it's, you know, just a, a good backup signing. And, you know, we always talk about... You know, you mentioned a, f- a couple of players there... Managers always like the player that they can trust who go into. Oh, I get team, it. I'm you know, not belittling it. I get, yeah. I get why. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wonder if there is a little bit of. Oh, he kind of he kind of gets it, and like he will have a having dealt with him in Newcastle. Maybe he knows what well, he will know a bit more about his personality and whether it'll be infectious enough to kind of spread Rafa's message, as it were. So yeah. I mean, maybe that's what he's thinking. I, I do agree. Well, how old is he now? What he's thirty. Um, thirty-two. Yeah, thirty-two. Um, so yeah, obviously he's not got. Legs, um, or rather, he's you know he's he's not got the ceiling as it were. So mm. there be the reasons beyond the football pitch, which I know sounds fucking stupid when you make <laughs> no, a football signing, but no, I suppose that's, there's something in no, there. I think that's really important. We've spoken about that quite a lot. Um, Hannes Rodriguez still kicking around, but he did. And there's a lot of uh, social media activity that's been quite enjoyable around this transfer window. He's taken Everton off his Instagram bio. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, he didn't even know who Everton were playing last week. Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge surprise. Football is it? players aren't football fans, really, though. In the main, are they? That's true. Yeah. Um, Everton also linked with odds on Edouard. We mentioned yesterday he has joined Crystal Palace from Celtic for a fee that could rise to eighteen point five million pounds. So actually, Luke, yeah. you were wrong that he was only worth whatever it was. I think I said he was worth about ten million, and everyone went and mad. I got absolutely bombarded <laughs> by people who support Celtic linking him to like Barcelona for thirty-five million. Or something. <laughs> he's a really not good gonna, player who happen. can score lots of goals. Sure, brackets in this. Yeah, yeah anyway, he's, 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 I think he's a great sign for Palace. I really do. Me I think too. he's got a lot of potential. Clearly, an improving player. Clearly, will hope, but they're hoping he will flourish in a more competitive league. And Crystal Palace needs someone, so I, I get it. Yeah, and he, he's offered something different to their forwards you know Benteke is obviously everything works around him if that's a you know a decent way of putting it but Edward is a bit more he's sprightly which you'd expect from someone who's you know what 10 years difference between them but I, yeah I think I suppose it's not quite a Tommy Asso thing but a lot of people have been sniffing around Austin Edward for a while and I think they were waiting to see right you know do we really because you know do we see the SPL as a competitive measure of how good a striker will be in the Premier League? And yeah, fair play to Palace. It's part of their, you know, I suppose, you know, diversifying their age profile and they've gone for him. And yeah, I think it's quite exciting. I feel a bit sorry for the old owl because they've spent over £60 million this summer, which is as much as they've spent over the past four summers. Yeah. That's kind of because of him. Boy, it's a big change. I, I, I do think we, we, we perhaps need to not entirely rehabilitate Christian Benteke's reputation, but given what you've just said about Rondon... Do we have the power to do that? Similar profile of player in Benteke. He got 10 Premier League goals last season. Mm-hmm. You know, people expect, people think of him entirely as a completely busted flush, which I totally understand. I mean, the season before that, what was it? One or two goals or something like that. Um, and he and he felt like he was a player who was completely out of time and wouldn't, wouldn't have a future in the Premier League. I think he deserves credit for, for, for notching up double figures in the Premier League last season given what he's been through and given the situation he had with his confidence and, and how difficult he's found it. Um, I wonder if we we'll, if we get the same again, 
and he can dovetail with Edward in some kind of way, or they, they work out a way of how they're going to kind of share the load. It's not the end of the world. I, 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 no, not at all. No. I, I feel like there's a lot of change happening at Palace at the same time, and I, I definitely think that their last result was a creditable result, and they deserve credit for that. Talk clearly. Um, I wonder how it's all going to shake out with Palace this season. Be good to see how far they can go. Thirteenth. Emerson, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, quick check in on Spurs. Emerson Royal just signed. Oh, this is more chaos in Spain, isn't it? Because he was presented as a Barcelona player on August the second. Daniel Porter said at the time, Emerson has a 300 million euro release clause. No way Levy played that. <laughs> so no way. He's here at Barcelona for many years. Just 29 days later, he's left for Spurs for £26 million. Pounds. Mm. And if they had paid £30 million, they could have got a Royale with cheese. <laughs> hey, I'm having that. Ah, yeah, I am having that. Me and Pete road tested that one in the office yesterday. We didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday. <laughs> I, I, I tribute to Donaldson, I'm doing it today. Yeah. All right, it, Fan it, of that. it is mm. good. Are you sad to see the back of Serge Aurier? Mad Serge. We hardly knew ye. He was your best attacking right back. I like. I saw him <laughs> score. I saw him score once. Oh, wow, <laughs> good for you. He's got a couple of good goals. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it, and I like, and he celebrated it. Well, I always felt good when he did good stuff because you always knew he had a bit of a wreck in him. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So in yeah. the pro column, you've put very good attacking right back. In the cons column, let's get sent off. Capable of anything, yeah, <laughs> anything on or off the pitch. Yeah, when people say that he's the kind of player who can do something out of nothing, that's not necessarily a good thing. Is it? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. You not know, a chemistry lab, do you? Yeah, you, you wouldn't yeah. someone to house sit you. It's like, well, why is he? Well, he does something out of nothing, doesn't he? It's, like, well, it's exactly the opposite to what I need. <laughs> yeah. Right now. yeah, yeah. Give me Matt Doherty, <laughs> house sitting. He seems a lot more solid. He's gone missing. What? Yeah, <laughs> he's out of position. He's in the attic again. <laughs> Fond memories, fond memories. Thanks a lot, Serge. That's yeah. what I say. And he's had a bit of a tough time as well, obviously, as we we uh, we know. Um, but yes, good. Seems like a fairly decent transfer. Uh, no, a really quite decent transfer window for Spurs. Five in, lots of the people moves. we needed to get rid of. They've made moves. Yeah, and in amongst all of this uh, chicanery and fun, FIFA have published a report looking back on the transfer market over the last decade. So that's that covers between 2011 and 2020. What have we learned from this? English clubs were responsible for a quarter of international transfer expenditure. Agents get a lot of money. Yeah. Um, Manchester City are the top people. They spent the most money on transfers over the course of that period. But they never have any money to spend, says Pep Guardiola. What, 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 it's very confusing. What was the purpose of this report, um, Vish? I don't really know. Yeah. I know that FIFA are um, trying to get a grip on things like not just agent fees, but also fees that end up being owed. For example, you know, um, not necessarily sell-on clauses. You know, there are different types of clauses where the team that trained a player would be, you know... Compensated. Yeah. Compensated, but they might be compensated kind of three moves down the line. Mm. Um, so they're basically, you know, uh, FIFA Clearinghouse was found in... August 2019, I think. And they're trying to make basically, I suppose, make it all a bit more transparent, get a better hold on it. And um, there's no one better than FIFA for that job, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really know. I, I think this is the kind of do thing they do every decade anyway. And I think it's obviously incredibly more pronounced now. But, you know, I see these figures and I go up at quite a few of them. And then I also think, well, nothing's going to be done about it. It's, you know, people write a few articles and that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I find it, I find, I mean, maybe I'm wrong in this and maybe this is more about me than about FIFA, but I feel like anything FIFA or UEFA do is in some way geared up to score a point off the other. Yeah. So like, you know, FIFA want to do an extended World Club com- competition because they're you know, threatened by the expansion of the Champions League or the potential Super League or whatever. You know, UEFA want to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze you know, international football because they're all about club football. And then in return, FIFA want to do World Cups every two years. You know, and, 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 do you know what I mean? Mm. All this kind of stuff tends to happen. Do you think that's... A, do you, are you likening this to the government report into um, institutional racism? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but but, but on, this, on this specific issue, the point remains that clearly now we have two very distinct types of football in the sport that we that we love, right? And that is the very top take. No, don't worry about, there's no point worrying about English football or French football or Spanish football or German football, Italian football. It's a distraction, right? It's homogenized now, really, in terms of style of play. But in terms of um, the, the differentiation between types of football, it's actually wealthy clubs and the rest. Yeah. And, and £9 billion spent, I think, by English clubs across this um, period and we have clubs in the football league in this country going to the wall yeah. over and over and over again. It's, it's horrifically imbalanced. The European Super League would have made it worse. My fear, though, is actually it doesn't matter because you're going to get a European Super League yeah. through the back door somehow. Mm. In fact, you could argue, and I've argued this in the past before this thing, this latest iteration came out, that we've almost really got one anyway, and it's the Champions League. And you know, Manchester City are a team, for example. PSG are another one that are openly and clearly prioritising the Champions League over their own domestic league competition anyway. So it depends which way you look at it when you talk about a Super League and when you talk about this money being spent. It's being spent by the top clubs for those ends. And the only exception to that, I would say, is probably Germany, where they do things a lot differently. Um, which I'm sure we don't have time to go into now. Well, they d- anyway. I'll tell you, though, what they do say about it. I mentioned Gladbach Sporting Director. Who could put it better than this? The Bundesliga is the island of the thrifty. At some point, you will ask the crucial question, do we want a strong Bundesliga or do we want to pee yeah. with the big guys? So well, they haven't got a strong Bundesliga anyway. Surely you because... don't want to pee with the big guys because the big guys might make you look... Yeah, I mean... I mean this... Go to the cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the, that, that, that quote from that Sporting Director misses the point anyway because... Um, they don't have a they don't have a strong Bundesliga because yeah. they Bayern Munich win it every season. And and secondly, um, I was referencing specifically the ownership model and the protection that the clubs, most clubs, if not all clubs, get from the model they've adopted within their nation's football league structure, which doesn't exist here mm. and doesn't exist in Spain and doesn't exist in France. So it's, it's a slightly different situation. I, I feel, it's it's, a, it's an interesting thing for me because I know I've been talking a lot, so, but very very quickly, I've been doing the rounds since two thousand seven. I remember one of the very first shows we made. We talked about how unsustainable this was. Yet, almost fifteen years later, we're still here. Mm. So maybe, maybe we're just wrong. Maybe it's just going to be like this forever, and, and it's uh, totally sustainable. Yeah, but, yeah. It's not, but it's not. What has changed is the amount of football league clubs that are in financial jeopardy. Yeah, directly as a result of it, and and moves that have been made since, like E Triple P and that kind of stuff. But the astonishing thing, as well, to tie it all in a beautiful little bow, as we come to the end of this latest episode of the Ramble is that Barcelona spent on three of the top six transfers over the last ten. Look at them now. And look at them now. Look at them fly, baby. We've never, on the other hand, we've never been closer to being able to play for Barcelona. So look at it that way. Ooh. Yeah. Affordable. You know, admittedly zero resale value for me because I'm 40. Maybe not so much vision, Kate. You guys are a bit younger. Maybe you're having the. I don't think of that. I don't think I have a resale no. value. Although I just got a press release saying that one in every 6,000 people in the UK is a footballer. 
<laughs> I don't think in, in the loosest term, yeah. Tell Barcelona that, cheer them up a bit. It's a fertile ground for players. <laughs> Masculine shambles. Yeah. <laughs> All right, lovely stuff, Luke. Nice to see you. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Great to see you guys too. Say goodbye, my friend Vitu. <laughs> goodbye. Thanks, guys. On tomorrow's show, it is Marcus, Pete, and Jim. We'll see you then. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.